Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is the first ever bonus episode of the Imagineer Podcast. As you know, we have a new podcast episode once every two weeks, and I have been getting messages from a lot of you asking for me to try to do more episodes. I do work full-time and have a lot of other prior commitments, but I would certainly want to try to give you as many podcast episodes as I certainly can. So I'm going to start to sprinkle in some bonus episodes like this one, where we're going to talk about some of the attraction backstories that you might not have known. We'll focus on a particular attraction or resort or different part of Walt Disney World or Disneyland or Disney Parks. I'll try to give you some entertainment and education about something you might not have known. And again, we'll highlight one particular attraction or part of the parks uh, with each one of these bonus episodes. I'm not going to tell you when each one is going to come out. I'm going to leave that as a complete surprise. So if you don't already, please be sure to subscribe to the Imagineer podcast so you are the first to know when one of these bonus episodes debuts. So with that, let's talk about this particular episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden Mountain over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'll share with you some of the interesting facts about this attraction. I'll share with you the story of Expedition Everest, which is an amazing story full of detail. I'll share some more details about the ride itself, the engineering, and some more fun information that you might not have known already, or perhaps you have, about this incredible attraction over at Walt Disney World. So, pull up your favorite armchair, grab some headphones, and enjoy this bonus episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden Mountain opened at Disney's Animal Kingdom on April 7th, 2006. It was the first roller coaster for the park, not the first at Walt Disney World, of course, but the first at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and is the tallest attraction at Walt Disney World as of this recording. It beats the second tallest attraction, Tower of Terror, by only six inches. Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios is 199 feet. Expedition Everest is 199.5 feet, and it is still under 200 feet tall, so that you don't have to have that beacon light at the top, which is an FAA requirement for any building or object over 200 feet tall. So Expedition Everest is the tallest attraction, just six inches shy of 200 feet. Uh, now, Expedition Everest takes guests, of course, on an exhilarating journey from Circa Zong, which is at the base of the Himalayas, all the way to Mount Everest. You don't ever make it to Everest itself because of the legendary guardian of the Himalayas, the Yeti. Now, the entire experience is loaded with authentic details, full of engineering marvels, and rich with story. So, as I said before in this episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about Expedition Everest's story, details, fun facts, and engineering. I'm also going to share some tips and things to look out for on your quest past the Forbidden Mountain. So strap in and enjoy this first official attraction bonus episode from the Imagineer podcast. And let's kick it off with the story. I want to begin by talking about the backstory of Expedition Everest. 
When Imagineers design attractions, they use story to inspire every detail and decision, which results in a ride or show that feels authentic and real in every way possible. So it makes sense for us to begin with that core story. And here it goes. At the base of the Himalayas in Nepal lies the small village of Sirkazong. Unlike the wetlands of Anandapur, which is home to Kali River Rapids, Sirkazong is surrounded by majestic snow-capped mountains that seem to stretch higher and farther than the eye can see. To many tourists, this setting inspires a sense of adventure and discovery. The locals, however, have a very different set of beliefs. They believe the Himalayas should not be exploited, but rather respected. In fact, the locals believe that a protective spirit guards the Himalayas from harm and invasion. While at first this belief might seem supernatural, the town is full of artwork and even shrines depicting what seems to be a real creature. Whether the Yeti is real or not is up for debate, but many explorers have ventured into the Himalayas on a quest to prove that the Yeti is indeed real, and many have returned with some spooky evidence, larger-than-life animal prints, twisted steel, and even a blurry photo of a giant primate. This proof only amplifies the warnings from the local villagers who urge explorers not to tempt the guardian of the mountains. Of course, despite these warnings and signs of danger, there appears to be a new business in town that hopes to bring ecotourism to the village of Sirkazong. Founded by two entrepreneurs, Bob and Norbu, Himalayan Escapes offers tourists the opportunity to take a train ride through the Himalayas to Mount Everest. Finding inspiration in an abandoned tea plantation, Bob and Norbu have transformed the old plantation into the base of their new company, and they've repurposed the old tea trains, which were previously used to carry tea leaves from the mountains down to Zerkazong, and turned them into transportation vehicles for guests to take the opposite journey up into the mountains. To make things even simpler for guests, Bob and Norbu have created three separate options. Those looking to reserve their journey ahead of time can book a FastPass Plus reservation and receive, of course, priority boarding. Travelers without reservations can still take a ride to Mount Everest, but, you know, they have to wait in what usually turns out to be a longer queue to board the trains. Finally, Bob and Norbu offer solo travelers a third queue that fills up any remaining seats to really maximize their profits. Now, while this journey might seem like a great economical opportunity for the town and for Bob and Norbu, of course, there's just one problem. Bob and Norbu decided to take a shortcut through the Himalayas to get to Mount Everest faster. Rather than journey around the Forbidden Mountain, which would make more sense, right? They decide to take guests right through it on a direct path to Everest. The local villagers, believing this to be the home of the Yeti, warn travelers not to board the trains. Of course, not everyone shares the same superstitions, so many inevitably end up boarding the T-trains and taking the risky journey to the tallest mountain in the world. Once you board your train, the vehicle begins its journey by picking up some pace to get to the foot of the Forbidden Mountain. It then begins its climb to the summit. On the way, locals provide one final warning by showcasing a Yeti shrine. Baba Norbun's tea train pushes through and makes it to the summit of the mountain. Not long after that, guests find themselves peering ahead at a broken track along a cliff. The train comes to a screeching halt as guests hear a roar echoing in the distance. Is that the roar of the Yeti? Can't be. Might just be the wind. In a panic, the train suddenly accelerates backwards and guests find themselves spiraling down an alternate track through a dark cavern. 
Coming to a stop, we find new evidence that the Yeti is real. A giant silhouette swoops down and rips up another piece of the track. Now, knowing that the Yeti must be behind us, the train accelerates forward in an attempt to head back to the base. It quickly paces through dark caverns and around large spirals to get back to Serkazong. As we enter one final cave, our worst fears are finally revealed. The Yeti is real. There's no time to step on the brakes, so our train does its best to accelerate past the Yeti as he does his best to grab our train. We make it past him just in time and somehow safely make it back to Himalayan escapes. As we board our vehicles, or say dis uh, get off of our vehicles, we realize that the locals were right, that the Yeti is real, and that we should perhaps have respected the power and the sanctity of the Himalayas. Now that you've heard the full story of Expedition Everest, which I hope you enjoyed, I'm sure you're probably beginning to realize how all the pieces of the attraction play a purpose in telling the story authentically. If you take the standby queue to ride, you'll notice you'll begin in the booking office of Himalayan Escapes, complete with newspaper articles and brochures describing the adventures available through this new company. On your way to the boarding area, you then pass the Yeti Shrine. Along the shrine, you'll find prayer flags and bells. According to local customs, villagers hang up a prayer flag whenever they have some kind of prayer or request, and this is true in the real country of Nepal. When their prayer is answered, they remove the flag and ring the bell as a way of offering their gratitude and thanks. So think about that the next time you pass these flags and bells along the shrine. Once you pass the Yeti Shrine, you find yourself in a trek shop. Since you hadn't booked your reservation ahead of time with FastPass Plus, you likely don't have everything you need for your journey. It's a little bit of an impromptu decision. So the local shop offers you the chance to purchase all the necessities you need for your journey. Next, we find ourselves in the Yeti Museum, a place that provides evidence and logic in scientific ways that the Yeti is just a creature. In a sense, this is Bob and Norbu's way of letting the guests know they shouldn't worry that the Yeti's not some angry spirit, but just a large animal we should watch out for on our quest. By the time you exit the queue, you'll have seen over 2,000 artifacts that the Imagineers brought back with them when they visited Nepal. Talk about an authentic experience, right? Now, to convey the feeling of a tea train, the Imagineers took inspiration directly from the tea trains they saw in Nepal. And to showcase the fact that the tea trains operate on steam, the vehicles emit real steam at the back. Now, of course, it's not the vehicle itself that is letting out steam, but rather a series of steam pipes just below the track. In fact, if you, uh, in fact, you can find the hot water heater on the opposite side of the track between the load and unload docks. If you find it, take a picture, tag me in it. I'll uh, definitely give you extra credit for uh, not only finding it, but uh, sending in a photo of that hot water heater. It is a real hot water heater. In trying to authentically replicate a steam train, the Imagineers faced another dilemma. A traditional roller coaster lift hill makes a very loud clanking sound, which would destroy the illusion of riding a train. Unfortunately, this sound is actually the direct result of a failsafe mechanism that protects roller coasters from rolling backwards. To solve this problem, the engineers on the team devised a new mechanism that would magnetically lift while the vehicle moves forward. In the event that the vehicle begins to roll back, the magnet would shut off and the train failsafe would fall back into place and fall into one of the grooves along the lift, keeping riders safe from a rollback. As a result, the Imagineers solved the clanking sound issue and created the world's first silent chain lift. In addition, the Imagineers created an echoing whistle sound, making the, the train sound higher and farther away than they actually are. So, while the train only goes as high as 118 feet, 
it really sounds like it's a few thousand feet in the air. Thanks to all of these tiny details, the Imagineers were able to convey the full story of the attraction without a narrator. Whether or not you notice all these details, they subconsciously help create the illusion that you really are boarding a tea train in Nepal and that you really are journeying through the Himalayas to Mount Everest. Now let's talk a little bit about the engineering of the ride. Expedition Everest was designed by Walt Disney Imagineering and manufactured by coaster manufacturer Vekoma, who also manufactured Rock and Roller Coaster and other famous Disney attractions. The, the entire attraction cost $100 million to build, which at the time was the most expensive roller coaster ever built. The ride achieves a top speed of 50 miles per hour and its largest drop takes riders down 80 feet. The coaster trains are exceptionally long, with 17 rows carrying a total of 34 passengers across more than 4,000 feet of track. It was the first Disney roller coaster to move forwards and backwards in one ride, and Vekoma designed a proprietary rotating track switch system to accomplish this feat. The Yeti by itself is also an amazing engineering marvel. At 25 feet tall, it is the largest animatronic the Imagineers have ever built, complete with 1,000 snaps and 250 zippers. When it's fully functioning in A mode, it can move 5 feet horizontally and 1.5 feet vertically. Altogether, the Yeti's actuators could propel a 747 jet engine. Unfortunately, Due to structural damage, the Yeti has not performed in A-Mode in over a decade, which I'm sure many of you know and are a little upset about. We're hopeful that one day the Imagineers will refurbish the Yeti, although that would require them to literally open a hole in the side of the mountain. So it is a little bit of a large task to get that done. Now speaking of the mountain, Expedition Everest structure is made from 1800s tons of steel and painted with 2000 gallons of paint. At 199.5 feet, it was Disney's 18th mountain-themed attraction. The inside of the mountain itself is a maze of steel beams. Incredibly, the coaster, mountain, and Yeti structures were built independently of each other, occupying the same small environment but never touching each other. The Imagineers even went so far as to design a few inches of space between the mountain structure and the roller coaster support beams, as roller coaster supports actually need to intend to sway during ride operation. And while that so swaying sounds dangerous, it actually keeps the ride safe, preventing structural damage from occurring. So without a doubt, Expedition Everest was one of the most ambitious attractions ever built, and the result is a ride that millions of guests have come to adore. And I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts about Expedition Everest? What fact from this episode surprised or excited you the most? You can reach out to us, and I'll tell you in just a minute all the different places that you can find us across all social media channels. But I hope that this information gave you some newfound respect and appreciation for Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain.
And with that, we close out the first ever bonus episode of the Imagineer podcast. As I said, this is not part of our typical bi-weekly podcast schedule, so the episodes are going to be a little bit shorter. They're going to be a surprise as to when they're going to debut. So if you don't already subscribe to the Imagineer podcast, please be sure to do so. You can find us uh, over on iTunes, on Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can subscribe to us in any of those podcast channels. And I would encourage you to also follow us on all of our social media channels. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram over at Imagineer Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Imagineer Audio. And you can also find us in a private closed Facebook group, which you can find by visiting Imagineer Podcast over on Facebook and clicking on the community tab or by going to your Facebook search and searching for Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community. Go ahead and request uh, access to this group and I will approve you as soon as I see that notification come in on my end. And regarding this episode, I definitely want to hear from you what your favorite elements are of Expedition Everest, The Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, what's perhaps the fact you didn't know that you learned in this episode that's making you go, wow, that is an amazing part of this ride. You can do so by either emailing me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com or sending me a direct private message on any of our social media channels, again on Facebook and Instagram, at Imagineer Podcast or on Twitter, at Imagineer Audio. Leave me any feedback, questions you might have about this attraction. I would love to see what your thoughts are and perhaps even read your decisions and opinions on a future episode of this show. Uh, Lastly, if you don't already, uh, please go ahead and share out this podcast with any of your friends on any of our social media channels, uh, or you could just talk to your friend directly to let him or her know that the Imagineer podcast exists. Every new subscriber makes a big difference. So I really hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Imagineer podcast. And remember, as always, that if you can dream it, you can do it. 